What is up, guys? Welcome to the Talk It Over podcast. I'm Khalees Harris. And I'm Jelly Frigo. Today is Monday, August 22nd, episode 10. Last episode of season one. That's unreal. How do you feel, Khalees? It's crazy. It, fl- it just flew. Like, we literally just started this, started off so small, and season one is already done. And we got big things coming season two. We definitely do. This is just the beginning. This is the sneak peek, yo. This is just the start of it. So, super exciting. Who do we have today, Jelly? Who do we have? We got the one and only Benny Wilson. In the beginning of Benny's career, he was playing as a catcher. And then later on, he transitioned into becoming a pitcher. And now he is officially a pitcher. And he seems to be thriving in this new position. Yes. Benny is the pitcher at... George Washington University going into his junior year. He also plays for the New Britain Bees, a summer league here in Connecticut. Yes, and they unfortunately lost in the playoffs, but they made it far and they had a good season. Yeah, they did. I'd like for you guys to hear about his transition and how he's doing at George Washington. Thank you, Benny, for letting us interview you, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. And today we're here with? Uh, Benny Wilson. Yes, let's go. So, Benny, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, okay. uh, I play baseball at George Washington University. Uh, I graduate in 2024 and uh, just down here for the summer. Uh, can't wait to play in the school again, but been playing for the New Britain Bees all summer. It's been a hell of a ride, but just here, ready to have a good uh, interview. Yeah. So I want to start off basically uh, while you're here in CT. So you're saying you're playing for the New Britain Breeze. So you're from George Washington. So how'd you hear about uh, the New Britain Breeze from where you are? So uh, my pitching coach at school, he uh, he's from Connecticut and he was really uh, close friends with the coach for the New Britain Bees. So he was like, I thought it was a good spot for me and then kind of worked out a deal with New Britain. And I've been playing for them all summer and just having a blast. How does that work? Do you guys get paid or do you guys? Uh... The only time we get paid is like for like a food per diem when mm-hmm. we travel or like to Vermont, but we don't really get paid. Okay. We actually have to pay for the uh, summer. Oh, really? So yeah. you're pl- you're paying to play on this team? Yeah. Oh, wow. What's your daily schedule like over the summer playing for them? Uh, with us, I mean, it kind of varies day by day because we have night games and day games. But uh, we also have, like, scheduled lifts for certain guys. So some guys are on lifting programs, but most of our games are later on in the day. So we kind of just wake up, hang out, and then go to the field real early in the day, like 3 or 4 o'clock. And then we stay there till about 10 at night every day. Wow. I have a question about um, why you always wear a cowboy hat. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He wears cowboys hats. Yeah. Like here, you work. No, like at, no, not around here. Like, but I mean, like at games, I'm like stuff. commonly spotted with a cowboy hat on almost every day. All the time. How do you know that? Instagram. That and oh. it's been a. Uh, I was on the news with that. Really. Our, like breakout games this year, yeah. or our second game this year was like the hottest point of the summer at that point. Mm. And my friend like had a cowboy hat, and I was like, "Oh, that's sick! We had that. It's like a rally hat." Yeah. And I was just wearing it until like somebody did something good. Mm-hmm. And then the newscaster came over to me and was like, uh, oh, like, why do you wear that? I was like, I don't know. It looks cool. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, it's not for the heat. I was like, oh, absolutely no. not. <laughs> absolutely I not. I care about the heat right now. Yeah. 
But then, I mean, another kid brought another cowboy hat, and then it was just like I've been wearing the white one ever since. And then my girlfriend bought me one, so I was like, hey. all right, this, this keeps, just keep this so rolling. It's tradition now. Oh. So what's your experience been like playing for the Brambies? It's been great. I mean, I've been pretty much fulfilling the closer role the whole summer. So as a pitcher, it's kind of easy, but you get to spend a lot of time in the dugout. You really get to get, like, get close with your guys. And for me, it's been like a whirlwind because I've moved from multiple different locations and then finally like set my place in St. Joe's. And I have a roommate or I have eight roommates that are just oh. <laughs> nut jobs. So it's, it's been a great <laughs> summer so far with them. That's awesome. How do you like CT? There's not much really to do here, but how do you like it? Uh, I honestly making the most of it. I mean, yeah, there's not much to do here, but when you have a lot of people over, like that's around you, it's really easy to have a lot of fun. So yeah. we make the most of it every day. Okay. So where did you um, attend high school? I went to Hapro Horsham in uh, Hapro, Pennsylvania, uh, just outside of the city. How was it? It was all right. I mean, kind of just usual high school experience for any athlete. Played two or three sports my freshman year. What sports? Uh, football, baseball, and basketball. How did you decide to stick with just baseball? Uh, once I started getting recruited, like as a player. But, I mean, I was a catcher most of my career. But then – most coaches were like, okay, well, you have a good arm, so we're going to move you to being a pitcher. And then it got really serious. My junior year, we uh, started figuring, like, a lot of D1 schools were really interested. And some D1 schools were interested in uh, me being a catcher, but I just couldn't hit that good. Mm -hmm. So we stuck with pitching. And then my senior year got even more serious when you realize you have MLB draft potential as a high school baseball player. Yeah. So that was – pretty cool like going into that whole draft experience yeah as an 18 year old who has no regard for anything in life just kind of just playing baseball and doing school but COVID kind of kicked that one down the bucket mm -hmm. but I mean I'm still at a great college right now and then next year I got draft potential so I can't really complain but high school was that's crazy. it was a whirlwind to yeah. say the least how was that transition from catcher to pitching it was rough at first because, I mean, it's a completely, like, different arm motion. It's going from using all of your body in certain ways to using your entire body in a completely different atmosphere. Really? Like, you're on, you're crouched down the entire game, and then you're using your entire body to throw a ball as hard as you can for the rest of the game. It's, it was quite a difficult transition getting the mechanics right. But once you get it right, it's like – being a catcher, you kind of have a certain advantage of hiding the ball a little bit better and moving your arm quicker. So it wasn't too bad, but it wasn't the easiest. Yeah. You were named um, first team all league as a junior. So like you said, it started getting more serious your junior and senior year. So how'd you feel to get uh, first first team? Uh, it, was, it was crazy because going into my junior year, I was just like just starting to like learn how to pitch. And I was like, all right, well, I can kind of throw hard, but now I got to work on throwing strikes. And being named first team all league was awesome because I had no idea where I was going to be. I was still a hitter. I still played every other position on the field. And I had other all league mentions, but it was like nothing compared to that. So mm -hmm. it was pretty cool. Yeah. So you were number 57 overall recruit and um, number 23 in Pennsylvania. 
how did you feel about knowing that you were that you made the top like even 100 recruit for baseball as a high schooler it was cool but i mean you always want to strive for that number one role but i mean i didn't know that until going into college i was like oh like i could have been better yeah right so you always think about like how much harder could i have worked Mm -hmm. to fill those roles i want like you want to be number one but i know the competent like the competition in pennsylvania is ridiculous especially for baseball a lot of the guys i was around that i trained with had gotten drafted out of high school mm-hmm. so i knew i was like little fish in a big pond at that point so but we all start somewhere yeah uh you said you were recruited by a lot of d1 schools so what other options did you have besides george washington uh well i had uh, uh LaSalle university st joe's villanova Ooh. villanova yeah dang i watched uh, that one that game against UConn? Yeah. They're uh, good. Marist. Uh, it's kind of a laundry list, but there was those ones I can remember a lot because I remember having a lot of one-on-one conversations right. with them, like mm-hmm. very personal. Mm-hmm. And I'm still like acquainted with a couple of those coaches. Just like whenever I see them, whenever we play them, I'll always have like a second or two to talk to them. Yeah. So what makes you want to choose um, George Washington? Uh, you can't really beat that degree. I mean – George Washington's like just below prestigious mm-hmm. and was still considered a prestigious degree for most people. And for me, like thinking post baseball, if there is a post baseball for me, I mean, hopefully there I can come out with something like I can be proud of and a degree from there would be amazing. It'll help me later on in my life. And they have the degree that I want when it comes to the field I want to work in. So with wanting to become like a sports agent, they had everything for it. Well, 2021, you appeared in two games and you allowed two hits and two walks, and then you made your career um, debut March 17th against WMI with a scoreless inning. That was my yeah. freshman year. It was a, a VMI. VMI. Yeah, Virginia right. Military Institute. Sorry. I mean, freshman year, there's a lot of things like kind of standing my way. I mean, we had a great team, great staff, but. For me, it was like an injury got in the way, and then this piled on, and I started getting like, like a mental like warp where I just couldn't mm-hmm. figure it out. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I feel like there were certain people that weren't very confident in what I could do, and I wanted to change that mindset. But for some reason, it just didn't really carry around. But it was kind of heartbreaking. I mean, getting one point one innings as a freshman, yeah, and then. I go into my sophomore year and I see a whole bunch of other freshmen that are getting more and more innings than me, yeah. mm-hmm. knowing to myself, I thought I was better than where they were at in that mm-hmm. time. But I mean, it was just, it was a mental headache the entire freshman year. It was just kind of rough for me, but I digress. We build and we get going after that. Yeah. What injury um did you have your first get, get your I had a uh, so, uh, shoulder injury that mm-hmm. kind of like impeded me for about a month and a half. And it was like a pretty large portion of the season. Yeah. So that kind of held me back a little bit. How's that recovery? It's been great. I mean, after my freshman year, I got into my year of summer ball following that. And I started like just working on it and working on the small things when it comes to taking care of yourself. And it's been carried on throughout then. And I feel like I've just like been getting stronger, throwing a lot harder and just kind of feeling myself in a better mechanical state and moving better. How did you get through those obstacles that you said, like um, PP didn't think people had confidence in you, that injury? How did you get through that uh, season? I kind of just, like, 
stuck my nose in the dirt and tried to work harder. And I didn't want to dig a hole for myself. So there's no reason, like mentally for me, it was like, there's no reason I shouldn't be here. I got recruited for a reason. And I just wanted to work and work and work and just get better and better. That way I could just prove those people wrong. Did you have any support during that? I did. Yeah. I had a lot of family support during that. I mean, I would call my parents constantly because I ran into some stuff in the fall of that season too, where my grandmother had passed away and I couldn't even go home because of COVID. Yeah. So it was like, I I would always call my parents, talk to them. I would talk to my friends' parents, like people that I was like really close to all the time, Mm. call friends from home. And they would all give me the same thing. Like, Hey, you're there for a reason. Just keep your head down or keep your head up, keep working. You know, you got it kind of helped me as my moral support through the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And I had a great support system as a team. Like my guys, my roommates, like they, they were always there for me. Yeah. I couldn't ask anything more from them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you had a better um, sophomore season. Um, do you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah. I mean, we had some uh, coaching changes and then some other things happened. We had a lot of an even better team, better support system. I mean, couldn't really ask for a better, like, scenario that we fell into mm-hmm. until we got the season we had some uh little pitfalls for some guys and it was tough to see that happen because you knew there was gonna be a big future for those guys but for me i mean i felt like i had a lot better support staff around me our new pitching coach i mean gave me more than enough confidence just to go out and execute what i needed to do mm-hmm. and i've kind of filled a, a late relief role early closer uh just go in and get outs it's basically what they wanted from me and i mean we opened up the season against some really good teams. I mean, I might've got snubbed kind of early in the first game and I've had that conversation with that coach and he knew I needed a longer leash, put me up against one of the best teams in the country at the time. And then I did my thing. I did well. Some things didn't go our way on the defensive side or the defensive uh, side of things. But I mean, I had a much better season. I felt, felt like myself. I felt like I could do whatever I wanted to and just, continue to work and get that better role and mm-hmm. just keep working up to hopefully we can start a role. I don't think coaches realize how much an imp- they have like on Honest players. players yeah. Like yeah. they are there for a reason. Like, I like how he just said like he just talked to his coach, like basically guys not asking, but like giving him another opportunity, put right. him against the best team. And then like you showed out, right. like I feel like he put you there for a reason. Yeah. Like, so like when, when you were lacking that confidence, what did you do? And just, like some words for encouragement for players, you know, lacking confidence in themselves because they're not getting it from coaches or they're just not playing good. I mean, especially in like the college realm, you were picked to be in that position. Mm-hmm. You know, you're meant to like, you know, you're meant to be there. And uh, like when you know that you're in that spot, just think like I'm supposed to be here, but I still have to work. If right. I want to move mm-hmm. on to that next level. You still have to work. You got to sm- focus on the small things. And you take everything 1% at a time, just focus on the little, like the littlest bit. It's all it takes is just focusing on one thing each day that you want to improve on. Yeah. That was good. Um, so you made a season debut at UT Rio uh, Grande Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that experience like? Uh, it was crazy. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Going down to Texas for the first time ever, and you're 15 minutes from the border your opening season like it's the opening of your season mm-hmm. and it's 97 degrees and you were just playing in 58 and it was like that was warm yeah now you're playing in blistering heat it sucked but being able to open up and you walk out of your hotel and you see palm trees and then mm-hmm. you take the ride to the field the field's in great condition 
we just faced up against really good talent. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't think we prepared well enough for that. But we were also hit with some other pitfalls and losing guys before we could even go, which sucked because well, I think this kid would have had the season of his life as a freshman. Mm -hmm. I think he would have been his, like a freshman starter. would have been awesome. But injuries got in the way. Couldn't get him there. But prayed for him every day. He's still here with us. He's ready to go. But uh, opening up there was – it was fun because it's like, okay, we're finally back in some heat. We can do some stuff now. It was just we kind of had it kicked in. We had football scores put up against us, and it was just ugly. How do you uh, – when you are down, like, like some football numbers, how do you keep the, your head up, especially, especially like when it gets harder? It's tough, especially at the college level when you're playing for championships. Like when you're in that situation, especially with baseball, anything can happen. So it's always just like trying to keep somebody in the dugout that's going to get us going. Mm. It doesn't matter who you are, what class you're in, just like step up and be the man, say something. Like you finally find that one like turnaround point in a game, use that as your momentum. Build off of that. It's just, I mean, it didn't happen for us, but it could happen for anybody. Yeah. You could be down 25 to one. Anything can happen in one inning. Mm -hmm. You're going into your junior year. So what are some goals that you have for yourself um, and your team? For my team, obviously, to open up and win an A-10 championship. I mean, we've been close two years in a row, mm -hmm. and um, we want it. We all want it real bad. We got snubbed the last two years. It's our time. We need to build off of what we got. A lot of things happened in the A-10 this year that are kind of in our favor. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of guys coming in this year that are big transfers, and we need them. So we're ready to go. I mean, that's our main goal is to win a championship every year. But, like, personal goals, I mean, be the best teammate I can at all times. I mean, that's always first and foremost. We don't have captains, but we want people to fill those captain roles. Performance-wise, I would say hitting big numbers. I mean, keeping my ERA as low as possible. Uh, and then kind of just boosting the draft stock. I mean, it sounds selfish, but – yeah. Any baseball player wants that. I mean, you can't just not want to go on to the future, especially when you're playing at a Division One level. Mm -hmm. So that would be like my personal goal. It's like, yeah, I want to be this so I can kind of continue to improve my draft stock. Yeah, be the best you. Exactly. What makes you different from other pitchers? Kind of the background, like just being an athlete in general. I mean, not to say pitchers aren't athletes, but – being able to move well is one thing like I'm good at. I mean, I'm big and lanky, but I can still kind of move with like right. a rhythm and flow. And I mean, I hide the ball really well. I think I have an advantage over most hitters. It's like, what do you mean by hide the ball? Uh, I mean like hiding it behind my body, like keeping it away from the batter's eye as long as possible until I'm actually throwing the ball. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, so like when you're like, mm -hmm. when the catcher's giving you the sign and whatnot. Oh no, you like that. Yeah. Like when I'm looking for a sign, the, like they can see the ball. Oh, oh, but, that's what you mean. You're hiding it oh, so the batter it. doesn't yes. see what yeah. you're what... – it's, it's normally when I start throwing, mm -hmm. like when I get into that motion, that ball is like usually like tucked behind me, mm -hmm. and it's tough for them to see that. So you're telling me the batters can see – Sometimes. Batters now, like if a pitcher, say they're like spiking a curveball, mm -hmm. so it just means their one finger is a little bit higher than the other, mm -hmm. they can see that out of your hand. Or there's like a but certain how the, Why would they be focusing on that, like – we have to focus on the ball. Yeah, to, no. To, to see what type of pitch is coming. So they can be ready to hit it. Like. So if they see like flat fingers behind it, they know fastball is coming. If they see like this, curve they ball. know they're 
the current. Okay, but coming. even if they know what pitch is coming, how do they know? They could be. It could be a low. It could be high. It could be. It's just an easier you know read for them. Yeah, so I they, guess. They like have a better expectation of okay, yeah. this ball is either going to drop or it's going to stay flat. Mm-hmm. So for Dang. guys to throw a little bit harder, it's like all right. Now the new thing is focusing on what the ball looks like. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if they start seeing like the spin and the late, there's like a red dot on the ball. Yeah. They know that there's it's a breaking ball coming. But if they just see like all white, it's a fastball. It's like a new thing in college baseball. Just like notice the very like the littlest things. Y'all use metal bats still, right? In college? Yes, but not in summer ball. Summer ball. You guys use wood? We do use But all right, is it true that the bats like break really easily? Wood bats? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like really easily. You go through they like a thousand break? of them, I'm mm-hmm. sure. What? We did you just say bats. did they break their wood? Yeah, but still like so you, also imagine hitting a leather. ninety. How much money is that though? Depends on what you will want to pay on a bat. Bats are expensive. Metal yeah, bats are ridiculous. Are. Yeah, metal bats now are like four or five hundred. The whole the whole six. uniform is expensive. The socks, the shoes is unreal. Yeah, my cleats are ridiculous. I can't even imagine. No, what's the price of your cleats? Oh, so boy. for me, I have a pair of like the stadium custom kicks. Mm-hmm. So I got a, like an NIL deal with them. Yeah. You have NIL deals? deals? Yeah. So I have one with like stadium custom and they gave me a pair of uh, the new Nike Hirachis. Ooh. Like fully customized. I don't know what that is, but the sound of it. You don't like, know what Hirachis are? Hirachis? Hirachis? Like the shoes? Hirachis? Yeah. No. I'll show you after. You All know right, what Hirachis are. If I see them, I, I gotta yeah, see them. It's okay. I'm not, go, I'm not going with names. Yeah, it's for just anything. like the Nike's like leading model in baseball yeah. fleets right now. But I got them to look like a uh, black and yellow pair of Jordan 1s. No way. Yeah. That I, I know what that is. What's a pregame um, ritual look like before a game? Uh, pregame ritual? I mean, for me personally, it's kind of just i don't really get too superstitious because the minute i think i'm like doing something repetitively mm-hmm. is when i feel like something goes down the drain real quick mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. for me it's just kind of like being spontaneous and just doing whatever like i want to do mm-hmm. so i mean if i want to take a nap in the bullpen i'm gonna do that for a minute and, that's and it's just like for me it's just literally whatever i mean i'll walk around in the outfield with my socks off for a little bit like whatever, that, whatever. Like, i want to do in that moment yeah I guess it's like an ADHD thing, yeah. but <laughs> Felt that. it kind of just helps me like focus, I guess. Maybe we should, maybe we should start want. doing that, like walking around with the no court with no on, shoes, super. no socks. Okay, that's I dragged it. Dragged it. <laughs> the only thing that, like, that is like continuous every single game is mm-hmm. like once I go down to the pen, get my warm up pitches in. Once I know I'm in the game, I'm the only pitcher that does is just walk from the bullpen to the mound. Everybody else is like a light jock. Yeah. Not me. I, I much. I walk. Yeah. And it's just like uh, take it in. Take your time. Yeah. I also yeah. always look pissed off. Is what people say. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, that's pretty intimidating. Yeah. And then as a closer, I mean, kind of got to throw hard. So that's kind of adds a little bit of a kick to the fire. Yeah. So. No music. Nah, I walk out to a holiday by Green Day. So no, just kind of something like yeah, holiday by really Green loud, Day. like just. Guitar and everything just get get you going in the moment. Holiday by Green Day. So I mean, I didn't choose my song freshman year, like in school, but right. first like junior or sophomore year, I wanted to make it like something cool. Mm-hmm. So I went out with that. What are you gonna and do for this year? I don't know. I might stick with it. I kind of like it. Good the tradition. crowd likes it. I yeah. Mean, even here in New Britain, they like it too. Yeah. Like, everybody goes crazy, but they kind of mix it up with me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll put on, like, a really weird country song just because it's, like, I'm in the cowboy hat yeah. all game. And then they're, like, all right, he's going out. Yeah. This is for you. Yeah. Do you have a favorite, uh, like, when you, like, um, on away games, what do you listen to? Usually when I travel, I mean, I listen to a lot of things. I mean, 
lot of punk rock, a lot of rap, a lot of country. Hey. I mean, the song that's always on the list is Jenny from the Block. I mean, <laughs> you got to listen to it. I mean, that kind of like starts the day off. Wow. It's a great song to get you going in the morning. You look young in this picture. Yeah, that was only last year. Oh. That was before young. the dyed hair and the uh, mohawk, but. The mohawk. Yeah, so I got a little bit of a mohawk. What made you want to do a get little the man bun? I don't know. I have no idea. I just. Was it from a long night? No, I just. <laughs> My hair down to my shoulders. I was like, I can just change it up a little Get bit. Rid of the Wait, so like it's still long? My hair right now. Yeah, it's got to be right. It's a little bit longer. It's in a little man bun. That's oh yeah, it's, the top's always long. I oh, always have a long top. Wow. Uh, I have a short top. No, it was like so. The like reasoning behind it was before our last series for school. I was like, all right, I didn't have a very good like last two weeks. I mean, they weren't terrible. But mm -hmm. I, I mean, I didn't play very much. I'm gonna change something up, and I went in, got a haircut, came out and pitched the best I did all season. I had like three shutout innings. Next time, mess up the bench. Yeah, we were down uh, 14 to one, and then I went in and we brought it back. We were tied after I was done pitching. You were down 14 to one, yeah, and you like guys I said, made a comeback. Happened in baseball. There's no way you were 14. down. All right, let's just make sure we're getting the Wait, numbers right. So one four out. to one. Yes. So one. We had so you had thirteen. So what was the final score? Final score was 17-15 because I let up a two-run home run in my last inning. Wait, eight, that means in that my last inning. Like, what is it like here, like in a normal school year, like just for like my end? Because mm -hmm. I'm still new around here too, so it's like nobody really knows. Um, day in the life of Jelly Frigo at University of Saint Joseph. Um, it's I'm not gonna lie, it's like waking up and doing the same thing every single day. Yeah. It is. Um. But what's really nice about the school is that it's really small and everybody knows like each other. Like you could walk anywhere and you just like can say hi to people and like um I really like the athletics here. I think a lot of the teams have like a good bond with each other in my opinion and what I've seen and what I've heard. Um but yeah, you wake up and do the same thing. You go to class. Everybody usually goes to lunch at the same time. Dinner at the same time. Um there's only there's only so many places that you can go and like chill and hang out but yeah I, I agree like i feel like like you said it's a small school so it's nice everyone knows everyone but like especially if you work here like you're gonna see the same people you're gonna mm -hmm. do the same thing you're gonna get up work out work class like it's not really but i don't have a problem with like i, I ch obviously chose a small school because i don't i don't think i could be able to handle the big schools but um just regularly, like, a, like the OC is the main spot. Like, right. it's probably the main spot your school. Like, the OC is just because the school is just so much, like, athletic. So, everyone's always here uh, on the field. Um, so, yeah, athletics is, I think, what holds our school down. To For sure. Honest. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it, like, coming from, like, a smaller town, like, within Philadelphia, mm -hmm. it's, like, you go, like, going from, like, no, knowing everybody mm -hmm. to, like, knowing nobody. No Especially right. in D.C., there's millions of people there. Yeah. D.C. is... Like How this. is D.C.? I've been there once. Uh, really? Once. I mean, personally, like, it'd be number two on my list of cities because I've learned so much there and I've done so much there. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's very clean. I mean, yeah. it's not often you see, like, trash on the streets. It's very well kept. Mm -hmm. Uh. I heard it's very expensive. Oh, extremely. Like, I can't it's even ridiculous. imagine. Why? Just DC premiums. I mean, Dang, like, I you know. went across to the bridge, like, to Alexandria. Mm -hmm. Everything's just so much cheaper. Like, if you were to go and, like, 
have dinner and probably be like 60 bucks for two people. And that's at like a regular restaurant, but it's, it's nice. I mean, you could wake up at two 30 in the morning and be like, all right, I'm going to go to the monuments and it's a 15 minute walk straight down the street. I love the Abraham Lincoln one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my favorite one. Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. We, that's where we do our, uh, conditioning on Thursday, the stairs? Thursday, uh, Saturday mornings. Those uh, stairs, those are thirty in the morning. Those stairs are humongous, and there's a lot of them. But even in you have the to stairs. Do Everybody on the team. What? Go Top to bottom, what he doesn't have to run. He just like still not, part of the team. You still got to do like endurance stuff. I mean, That's you got to last like throughout. It's how you build like stamina while you're pitching. Like running is the best thing. For I'm about it. to run up some stairs. We just I don't, I don't know if stairs is the best thing for it. But just flat out running yeah. is probably the best thing you can do for conditioning, mm-hmm. for building stamina as a pitcher. It cannot, not sound like it just sounds like kind of stuck up when I say it, but like it gets old. I mean, oh, like sure. So much you see your like, big Abraham Lincoln every time. Yeah, you, you see thirty foot. Like, right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank yes, you for thank me. you.